time to die, a time to plant, and a time to uproot, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to tear down, and a time to build, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, and a time to gather them, to embrace, and to refrain, a time to search, and a time to give up searching, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to mend, a time to be silent, and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. There is a time for everything. So thank you for setting aside this time here today. This is a time to grieve and to mourn, but also to celebrate a life well lived. Let's begin in a word of prayer here together this morning. Lord, we thank you for the wonderful legacy that has been led to us, left to us by Mr. Neal way that he lived his life in such a way that we can point people back to you. You are the author and the finisher of our faith. May the time that we set aside here together today honor his life well, but more importantly, may we honor you well here in this place and in these moments. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What we're going to do this morning is to begin uh, with a time of music. Uh, to celebrate Neil well with that. That was Neil's music you heard coming in as well. So would you stand with us as we sing a couple of songs together. Praise to the Lord the Almighty. Praise to the Lord the Almighty, the King of creation. Oh my soul, praise for he is my help and salvation. All ye who hear, now to his temple draw near. Praise him in glad adoration. Praise to the Shelters the under his wings, yes, so gently sustained. Hast thou not seen how thy desires there have been? Granted in what he ordained. Praise to the Lord who doth prosper thy.
trembles at his voice, trembles at his voice. How great our God, save me, how great is our God. Let us see how great, how great is our
this time, two of Neil's grandchildren will come up and read from God's Word. We believe that God's Word is the guidebook for us in troubling times. Come on up. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. John chapter 14. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take to you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. Thanks, guys. Today, in the next few moments, I hope to quickly share with you um, as we look through this passage, you see the header that we have hope. How is that possible? How is it possible that we could have hope in troubling times? How is it possible when experiencing loss that we can read a verse and say that we would not be consumed by it? That we would wake up each and every morning and say, great is thy faithfulness. How is it that Jesus could tell his disciples the night before he would be betrayed, the next day that he would go to the cross and he would be buried? He would have his own burial in the grave. He would say, let not your hearts be troubled. How is it that we would encounter God's hope for our own future? I thoroughly enjoyed earlier this week sitting down with Miss Nancy and Paul and Mona the other day and listen to them share and tell stories about their dear father, Mr. Neil. I love this family. We've enjoyed our time together. It's clear that the kids are, are mourning the loss of their father, that Nancy is grieving the loss of her husband of 62 years, but they are not grieving without hope. How is that possible? When I asked them to sum up Neil's personality or, or his, uh, his legacy of life, I asked him for one or two words and here are a couple of the responses they gave. Humble, kind, loving. That pretty much sums it up. As we were sitting there, Nancy remembered a post that had been put on Facebook this week. Now we couldn't figure out where it was and how to chase it down, but eventually we found the post. One of her friends, Carolyn Lindgren, had to say this. Neil's life, once you heard of his passing, Neil's life was certainly a sermon in itself that preached about the love of God and how to follow him. He made a difference for many in his love for his family and friends and his diligence in his scholarly work as well. That has benefited many and was a testimony of what an academic could be when they serve and follow Jesus Christ. Isn't that encouraging? A life well lived. What a legacy of faith. Neil was from Akron, Ohio. His father's name was Aubrey, so he always went by Neil. 
that's all I ever knew him to be. So it was a little confusing for me when I went to the hospital and had to look for Aubrey. And the nurses would say, where's Aubrey? How's Aubrey doing today? I realized after a few moments we were talking about the same person. I thought we were talking about the person in the other bed in the room. Professionally, he was awarded his PhD from Kent State University in 1976. If you came uh, last night to the funeral home, there was a copy of his dissertation there. That is not light reading by any stretch of the imagination. I flipped through it and was thoroughly confused just doing that much. He started teaching graduate studies at UB in September of 77 in the School of Information and Library Studies. He retire retired in 2006 as a full professor and then he continued to teach as Professor Emeritus after that. In 1990, he was awarded the Chancellor's Award for Excellence in Teaching. This was a neat thing for him to get because this was the first year that teachers in the graduate-only program were eligible to be nominated for the award, and he received it immediately. He was a first ballot candidate. In the early 1990s, he established the Buffalo Freenet. Now, this had to be explained to me so I could understand what we were talking about with this. But the Buffalo Freenet, if you think the idea of having public libraries and that books should be accessible and available to all, this was the idea that he had, uh, along with others, uh, with this Buffalo Freenet idea that the Internet would be available and free to all, anyone without the cost of a service provider. In 1990, that's pretty early uh, to be considering and thinking about those things during the pandemic we were still trying to consider and think about those things. Neil always had his camera bag with him. He liked to dabble in editing of digital photos. Uh, back in Akron, Ohio, he was the director of the music there. He played in Randall's Handbell Choir here. He sang in the choir. He played the dobro with me when I was the worship leader here. I enjoyed that very much. And then he also played in a group called the Gospel Express and the Western New York Fiddle Club. The Gospel Express recorded a CD, that's what you were hearing at the beginning of the service, and at the end of the service we will uh, sing Amazing Grace with the recording that Neil is on. Neil loved to teach, not only as a professor at UB, but he also taught Bible studies, he also taught Sunday school classes, he had hobbies in woodworking, I remember all the different maple and cherry and hickory and redwood lumber that was in his garage when we moved it wasn't redwood, That's, that would be illegal. You can't do that, no redwood trees. When we helped them move into Elderwood. He enjoyed bluegrass gospel music and he enjoyed the old hymns. He loved God, he desired to serve him in all things. He enjoyed studying and learning about scripture. Psalm 103.1 says this, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. I believe that this humble this kind, this loving man gave all that was within himself, all of his soul to blessing and honoring and glorifying the holy name of Jesus. I've not known this family, known this couple nearly as long as some of you. Uh, you've got a lot more miles on the tires than I do. However, I have grown to love them. I live only a few streets away where they live now in their apartment. Uh, they're in the village we drive by, walk by often. I'm grateful that the Yerkes were willing to allow me in the way that they have embraced and supported me as their pastor, even though I'm a few years younger than you. Neil was the first, one of the first people to give me a vote of confidence uh, to be the pastor here as a church. And Nancy, you have been an encourager for Aaron and I. Neil has as well every step of the way. Thank you. 
God is good. When God blesses people, they are helped by being his blessing and strengthened to make them better than they were before. But when people bless God, let it be clear that God is not helped or benefited in any way if we say that we are to bless God. He is not better off. So what does it mean to bless the Lord? To bless God, as the Hebrews understood, it's the idea of, of kissing the ring or bending the knee before a supreme ruler, to offer praise, to worship, as we just sung a moment, praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. Heartfelt worship requires two things, an understanding of who God is and an understanding of who I am. When you come to realize who God really is, you cannot uh, put yourself in the same category whatsoever. You become painly, painfully aware of who you are in light of his holy presence. The reason that David is called a man after God's heart is that David worshipped God. He knew who God was, and he knew who he was in relation to God's holiness, and so therefore he experienced a heartfelt worship. I believe that Neil exemplified this as well. He exemplified what it looked like to truly bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Continuing on, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, forget not his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth would be renewed like the eagle's. As we reflect on what David was telling himself and trying to encourage himself when it comes to his worship, I think that we can conclude that David does not want to be perceived to be a hypocrite. He didn't want to be a hypocrite. Like, like when Jesus confronts the hypocrites in the New Testament, Matthew chapter 15, he remembers he's speaking to the religious rulers of the day. Particularly as David was also a religious ruler and a political leader, he does not want to be a hypocrite. Isaiah prophesied correctly about you when he said, this is Jesus speaking, to the religious leaders. He said, these people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. As Jesus quoted this from Isaiah, it was a prophetic statement that he was putting on these religious leaders there in the New Testament. That he's saying that their heart, H-E-A-R-T, that their heart was far from me. David, in Psalm 103, wants his heart and his soul to be wholly before God. Psalm 103.3 says that he would heal all of our diseases. Now, if Neil is going to claim that, this, this last few days doesn't work out so well for him. But that's the thing about sickness. This last sickness that took Neil's life. Yes, he was healed of that too, wasn't he? All because of Christ. Jesus Christ went down into the grave and he killed death itself and he came up and out of the grave. And all those who know Christ will also come up and out of the grave. This last disease of death is also going to be healed. This Psalm 103 is true all the way through and through. And it's true because the work of Jesus Christ. That hope for healing happens in our eternity to come. Eternity with the Savior of the universe. Jumping down to verse 15. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower in the field. For the wind passes over and then it is gone and his place knows it no more. 
But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who would fear him and his righteousness to his children's children, to those who would keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. We are so insignificant when it comes to comparing ourselves to the greatness and the glory of God like flowers that spring up in the field. Then they die. They die away. The wind blows and it blows them all away and it's just chaff. It's just dust. In a short period of time, it's, it's all gone. On a day like today, I hate to say it to you, but even if we live to be 85 years old like Neil, that we are just dust. From dust we are created, and into dust we shall return. There's no more evidence of our frailty and our dust and our inability to keep God's commands. As he challenges us here to be keeping God our hands. In our own strength, we do not have a chance in the world. In our own chance, we will fail to give God the credit that he deserves. In our own strength, we will fail to love our neighbor as ourselves. In our own strength, we will fall flat on our face. And Neil did too. But here's where the hope comes from. This is where hope comes through. God has made a way. 1 Thessalonians 4, brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed for those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. Because we believe, for we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep, those who have died in him. I do not want you to be uninformed, Paul says. I want you to have Perhaps the most famous verse in all of scripture, John 3.16 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. This morning, Neil would say, I don't want you to be uninformed, friend. I don't want you to be uninformed, church. I don't want you to be uninformed, family. I want you to have for God so loved the world. God exists and you matter to him. He loves you. He loves you enough that he gave his one and only son. His one and only son. Only God could do that. And I'm not him. I am not in control of my own universe no matter how many times someone might tell me that. His one and only son. The son of God known as the hope for all mankind, that whoever believes in him, believes in Jesus, who provided payment for my sin, for Neil's sin, and for yours, Jesus dying and raising himself again, those who believe in this shall not perish, but have eternal, everlasting, never-ending, never-giving-up, always and forever the love Jesus Christ, eternal life, life abundant and free, a life full of life, not just for tomorrow, but hope for today, hope for this moment, hope in these moments. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Today we live. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus 
Christ our Lord. That's the good news. That's where we find hope today. That's the hope that is available to anyone in the sound of my voice in this room, watching later online. Anyone who would hear the good news of the gospel. God's only son provides everlasting life. Do you know him today? Let me close by reminding us that our response to all of these blessings, the response that the psalmist in Psalm 103 gave was bless the Lord. That's what I'm doing right now. I am blessing the Lord. I'm giving him credit, giving him honor, giving him glory. I have the microphone right now, and so I'm going to lead us in that. The end of the psalm, David says, angels, now you join in. You bless the Lord. The hosts of heaven, you join me now. You bless the Lord. He looks around at all the works of creation and says, you bless the Lord. The trees, the water, all of creation, you bless the Lord. All of God's works. Neil? It was one of God's works. His life was evidence of that. You are one of God's works. He has a purpose for you as well. I close by saying, will you join David? Will you join Neil? Will you join me? Will you join Nancy in the front to be able to say, bless the Lord, oh my or will you leave this room, go back home, go back to your television, and say, I'm going to bless man. I'm going to bless myself. I'm going to bless my house. I'm going to bless my job. I'm going to bless my retirement. I'm going to bless my vacation package. Why not bless the Lord, the creator of heaven? I pray that Neil's legacy would be that all of his children, all of his grandchildren, Nancy let me know that her daughter is a grandmother, so you can add that up, all of his great, great grandchildren until Jesus comes would bless the Lord, that his circle of friends would bless the Lord, that we would leave this room, that we would leave this room with the joy of the Lord on our hearts, that we would bless the Lord. I believe that that's what Neil would want us to do, that he would want me to call you to that today because he modeled that so well. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Lord, we love you. We thank you for a day like today, a day where we can celebrate a life well lived, not a perfect life, not a sinless life, not a life without error or without fights or without arguments, but a life that was pointed towards you, asking you and calling to you to cleanse his sin, Lord, to, to clear a pathway forward that was whole and true and just, Lord, that he walked in faith. Lord, let that legacy be what lives on here today. In Jesus' name we pray. David wrote this psalm, 103, as a song. It was designed for people to sing with those words, bless the Lord, O my soul. He reminded himself, even when he didn't feel like it, when he was having a difficult day, a troublesome day, his job was still to bless the Lord. Just a few years ago, there was another song that was written, an anthem type of song that was one of Neil's favorites, and it starts in a similar way. When I am down and oh my soul is weary. 
listen, I'll play it and sing Josh Groban's song, You Raise Me Up. Troubles come, my heart burdened me. Then I am still and wait here in the silence until you come and sit a while with me. You raise me up so I can stand on mountains. You raise me up. To walk on stormy seas I am strong when I am on your shoulders You raise me up to more than I can be There is no life, no life without its hunger each restless heart beats so imperfectly. But when you come and I am filled with wonder, sometimes I think I glimpse eternity. stand on mountains you raise me up to walk on stormy seas I am strong when I am on your shoulders you raise me up to more than I can be you raise me up so I can stand on mountains you raise me up to walk on stormy seas. I am strong when I am on your shoulders. You raise me up more than I can be. You raise me up more than I can be. Would you stand and sing another familiar song with us? It is well with my soul. When peace like
Please continue to stand. We're going to sing along with amazing grace, but Neil is going to lead us with the worship in that style. remain standing as we honor Neil for his military service as well.
as we close with a benediction, and then we will dis be dismissed. You can join us downstairs for a meal. You can hug and care for this family. Let me read from Romans chapter 15, verse 13, as we process out. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope today by the power of the Holy Spirit.